This podcast is part of the GWC Network. For more information on it or to check out some of our other awesome podcasts, visit us at galacticwatercooler.com. After the tone, enjoy the show. This is Save Eureka, podcast number 23, Unpredictable. Welcome back. Yeah. Indeed. It's that Save Eureka time again. We got some more of that uh, creepy, like, the uh, the shattered dude, you know, like the shattered frozen yeah. dude. I had I, forgotten. I think our memories just warped on this. It's, uh, people are dying all the time. I know. I'm like, I'm pretty sure that creepy stuff ended by now, but, you know. That one wasn't as bad, though. I mean, it wasn't. It wasn't like uh, Kim blasted into the wall. That's bad. true. It that was that as, was rough. It was a little that gross, was like though. Joe giggling that it was a thumb. <laughs> that was awesome. I mean, that was. <laughs> it is a thumb. <laughs> oh, it is a thumb. <laughs> that was. They slip in stuff like that pretty regularly. Actually, it's kind of like under the radar, you know. But you're like. Do you remember, I think it was an episode of Ashes to Ashes, and I don't think it's giving anything away because it's just such a tiny part. Well, that's funny to call it a tiny part, but do you remember when they, they're, <laughs> they're investigating? We should do this before, F. This way, <laughs> they're investigating oh, no. that uh, restaurant or whatever, and, oh, and they have like the collages and sausages and stuff in oh, the front. Yeah. And, and then they, anyway, like the, and then Ray, the cop, He's like, yeah. he steals one of the hot dogs and eats it or whatever. And they come out and they tell him, they're like, no, no, man, that wasn't a hot dog. <laughs> and they're just, yeah, and they're messing yeah, and with him. He's like dying of like disgust for the whole day. And then they don't tell him until the very end of the day. They're just making it up. They're finally yep. like, you know, they're messing with you, right? <laughs> you know? <laughs> but yeah, it's the same kind of thing. It just right on by. It is a thumb. <laughs> Actually, uh, okay, it's funny too. Right at the beginning of this episode, they very, in case you missed it last time, you know, they very clearly lay out that that Henry is aware of what some the Beverly's up to something, and then they pretty quickly let you remind you that Beverly is is you know ski delicious, yeah, and then she you know delicious ski. She has that great interview, you know, I mean, that great session where where he's like, so you've never been to her lab. And she's like, no. And they just look at each other like, oh, I know you're both full of it. Oh, he's like, she's like, I know I'm lying and you know, you know I'm, I'm lying. lying. Yeah. And, okay. And, they and just, you probably know that I know that you know that I'm lying. I'm confused. <laughs> and the, the situation and, is officially boned. Yes. And and then, uh, you know, and then the minute he, he leaves, of course, she dives for her super high tech secret cubby hole where she keeps a gun her and stash? some cash. Oh, my God. Yeah. And like passports. multiple passports. Like they must have been <laughs> fake or something. I don't know. And that I mean, electronic pog. She <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <That> electronic pog. <laughs> what is a pog? You don't, oh, you don't know what a old. pog is? No. How did you not live through the 90s? <laughs> I was actually too old for him as well, but I remember kids having them. I don't, what is that? The little little cardboard and cardboard discs that you that you would play a game with like metal and plastic. Think discs. like magic, but oh, less cool. No, no, I think I remember those. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I see. That must have been a shorter lifespan. Yeah. The okay, game okay. was less cool, right? Yeah. <laughs> like as like was the, my joke. Now that we've had to dissect. No, it. no, it's funny. It's I funny. thought it was I, hilarious. Well, it's funny man. to me now that I get it. I thought it was hilarious. <laughs> I, 
I was thinking it was <laughs> like Tamagotchi pog. or something. No, no. No, but it's great. She, I, I'm like, you know, she's going to go and, uh, you know, I don't know, buy something and go shopping and shoot some people and then travel. Yeah. I cannot believe that she had the, <laughs> Electronically. I can't believe that she had the stones to actually use the phrase, I can't in good conscience. You know, I was like, really, really, yeah. really, Beverly, yeah. really? You murdered one person. You caused the death of another one. You and gave we're away not even, all the town secrets. And we're still in the second episode of the second season. You're not even cranking yet. You know? Yeah. What good conscience is that? She's probably cranking the senator. Well, yeah. <laughs> Or whatever his Ooh, congressman, yeah. or whatever that. Who do you think she's going to? That uh, freaky Tolan dude. What, what was the? That's t- what she term meant by debriefing. Brainstorm, or uh, or we need to strategize. Yeah, yes. she said strategize. I'm sure it's strategize. <laughs> Chuck just made a very distinct motion with his hand and his cheek involving what he thinks strategizing might mean. Strategize the crap out of the senator. She meant straddlejize. <laughs> she she is pretty skeevy. Oh, yeah. this is actually this is less skeevy and just plain evil. We see her lie and then grab her gun and 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 you know it's not going to be good. Mm-hmm. Speaking of of evil, let's talk about Carter's ex wife, Doctor Abby Carter, played yeah. by Olivia Dabo, who played uh, Amanda Grayson in Next Gen. <laughs> wow. Yeah, the Q, the Q girl. Right. <laughs> that, there's crap. a connection for you. <laughs> Actually, nice I, I'm surprised well you didn't done. bring up the Stargate connection. Oh, you mean David Michael who played, uh, 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 what's his face, uh, Zelenka? Yeah. Oh, yeah, It was yeah, Dr. Sure. Stephen Whitkiss on this episode. Whitkiss. Whitkiss, yeah. Zelenka, also known as the poor guy who has to deal with all the fallout from whatever, you know. Zelenka, yeah, from whatever McKay, from McKay. does. I love <laughs> Zelenka is awesome. This guy was a tool, Whitticus. Well, I mean, not a tool, but he was kind of a, a sap. Right. You know what I mean? I've got used to his uh, his accent that he does on Atlantis too, so it sounded just weird. I know. I'm like, why They're is like, he talking like Larry from Perfect Strangers? You know? <laughs> like, well, the problem with my yeah. <laughs> uh, weather device is that it's like, no, no, you need to be cursing in Russian or whatever. <laughs> he isn't he Czech? In, uh, uh, yes, not yes, anymore. Yes, yeah, <laughs> not anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Just say, check it out. Yeah, no. Doctor Abby Carter. That was yeah. Uh, Holy crap! I cannot stand the way that she just she always finds the exact like the perfect way to say something manipulative to embarrass, humiliate, passive aggressive, or much? hurt Jack in every yeah. sentence that she says. I don't know how you. I mean, how you get. I mean, so everybody, we can all do it sometimes. Right. But she. But every time? Wow, that takes skill. Yeah, yeah I just. <laughs> like, I mean, I know it was funny when she brought up that they won this Macarena contest or whatever, but the way she said it in the context, she did, like, oh, yeah, we won a Macarena competition in, in Cabo. You remember that, Jack? Like, she's just toying with him, you know? <laughs> and in front of Allison, like, you know that she knows <laughs> yeah. there's all kinds of complexity there, and she's just throwing her big old wrench into it and laughing you know I, I she's lo- a douche I, she is a douche i love when uh i love when stark walks by at the party at the end and he's like macarena <laughs> oh mr and mrs macarena <laughs> just keeps really on moving <laughs> <laughs> see this is another this was another perfect example of stark just being 
himself at this point. He's just casual and just, you know, jerking around everybody around him just because he's having fun. Actually, you know what? I thought about this. I don't think he is having fun. I think that, quite honestly, he is pissed as hell that his wife, it, things aren't working out with his his wife ex-wife yeah exactly and and carter is hitting on his ex-wife and wants to and that pisses him off and i think these are essentially uh i don't think he's messing with carter yeah i mean he really has kind of gotten he he's had some bad times here i think i think he i'm not saying it's necessarily not dickish but i can see where he's coming from i i gotta admit if if i still love my wife and and she had left me and some other guy was hooking up with her, I might give him some crap too, you know? Just saying. That's a good point. <laughs> He's always kind of not liked Carter, though. He's always kind of That's been true. an antagonist with him. I don't know. They see it. What's funny, though, is that it, I mean, and I know this is looking forward, but it seems like the beginning of this, it's antagonistic at first, and then it gets to be kind of funny, and they both sort of get used to it. And then yeah, after a they while, they both kind of play along. They actually sort of come together a bit down the road, you know, but never fully, I suppose. It's interesting, too, because the top secret email that Allison gets, right. it looks really bad for a moment. I mean, when you see Stark's <laughs> name on there, it, it starts to think, oh my, like, you know, it starts to look like he's done something really bad, putting her son in danger or something. And, you know, when yeah. you find out that, you know, it's still a little shady. I mean, it's true that they had Kevin in the facility when that explosion happened. And Allison has every right to be upset about that. And he didn't fully explain that. But everything else, it seems like, does kind of make sense. I think he cares about Kevin. I don't think I, he I, ever I think he was... cares a lot about Kevin. Yeah. And we know that he'll act on that, you know. Yeah. I can't help but really like watching Jack Carter interact with Kevin, though, too. Me, you know? too. Ever since that first day when little Kevin talked to him in the Instant park. Instant indicator and- of a good guy, right? Yeah. You know, just as a side note on that email, if, if you have a, an attachment from somebody, from an unknown recipient, I know, and, there's like a- and you double-click <laughs> on it and it asks for your administrator yeah. password... You probably don't want to put it in. I know. Especially saying. if you happen to be in a top secret facility. I know. I like, saw that. I was like, what are you doing? This is the worst plot ever. Wow. <laughs> so if you ever want a Trojan your way into Eureka, no problem. Yeah. She's yeah, like, just send an email to uh, Allison to Blake and you're good She's to like, go. What's my password again? Oh, right. How do you spell password? Oh. <laughs> Remember in, in the last Kevin, episode. One, when two, she, three. When she, when she took over the facility, they're like, now enter your pin. Oh, yeah. Did she you see it? Eight, six, seven, five, three, oh, nine. oh, yeah, totally. <laughs> Did she? Oh, yeah. Oh, that's yeah. Right. <laughs> I know. And you're like, really? <laughs> don't they have a law against this? I mean, <laughs> I that's, don't know. That's actually. Type in your password, eight, six, seven, five, three, oh, nine. Eight, six, seven, five, three, oh, nine. I actually, I, I have to admit today, I had to set up my. Uh, my password on my voicemail at work because yep. it's a new phone and everything. And uh, the first pin I put in was uh, six, three, four, five, seven, eight, nine. You know, the Wilson Pickett song. And I'm like, I can't do that. Someone could guess it, you know, and I changed it. And you're like, okay, eight, six, seven, five, three. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's not that. It's something else. But six, three, four, five, seven, eight, nine. 
Yeah, mm-hmm. security in Eureka, not so great. <laughs> well, I, I, actually, the other security thing I was thinking is like, you know, you get all these people that work at GD, and they wind up talking about all their classified projects out in public in Eureka. I know, everywhere and, they go. And somebody what? like Abby Carter can just wander into town. and Or Jack Carter at the beginning. Well, yeah, exactly. It's like <laughs> they're just these people randomly entering town. You stop to get some gas in, in Oregon and you're in Eureka. I know, right? Like they, they had the sign that said like, you know, no hoverboarding. And there's all this <laughs> stuff that they're not being very discreet if they're trying to yeah. hide this place. Yeah, well, look at look at it's a hundred years in the future in this town. I'm going to guess that maybe there's a government facility nearby. Possibly. <laughs> also, I always wonder: Does Cafe Diem bill those people? I don't understand. See, I thought everything was free for everyone living in Eureka. That it's all paid for by like the money that GD brings in from its patents or something. Right. So when Vince tells Abby Carter, he's like, on the house, you know. He's joking. Except for the muffin, which Carter orders. I'm like, I don't he's get it. He's just being a smart ass. I think so, yeah. That well, maybe it's that like, makes sense. I, that makes I, sense. I, I don't know. Like, do you, if, if you go, if you are a visitor on the Google campus and you go up to, to one of the, uh, to one of their, you know, lunch halls. Do you have to pay for the food if you're not an employee? I'm guessing yes. Well, there you go. <laughs> I don't and know. Don't though, get because an it's like show your either. food card. Because <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I've never ticket. been a guest at Google. Yeah, it's not going to happen for me. You I didn't don't get think. an embroidered bathrobe like Fargo. I did not. <laughs> oh, Fargo! Is that embroidered? Oh, there are perks. Membership has its privileges. <laughs> yeah. At least they're still giving shiatsu. It's like what? <laughs> Carter's like so son of a bitch. Yeah, <laughs> he's like you knew I had sciatica. <laughs> yeah. Employees only. It's like damn it. <laughs> That's why Henry really wants to get the job. Yeah, I want to work yes. at a. Pl- <laughs> he just really yeah, Carter wants knocked damn- me down when I went back in, in time. And uh, <laughs> no, I got some back problems now. <laughs> I got like ten years of massage. I to got make a up. back problem. <laughs> I got a rash. <laughs> But damn it, yeah. I mean, I want to work at a place like that. I mean, wouldn't that be awesome? They had like a pagoda in the backyard. And what were those like sort of martial arts things that people were doing? I don't think that was real. I think it was some sort of like. Thai crap. Like the stuff that Worf <laughs> and all the people who Crap-o. followed Worf on Next Gen, oh, that stuff crap. looked what more did realistic. Call that? Yeah. Worf bow. Worf bow. Worf bow. <laughs> <laughs> Warfu. <laughs> Warfu, yeah, that's it. Warfu. Pretty much. Hmm. But yeah, I mean, so Eureka is is this like awesome place, but I the the functionality of it is a little bit scary. I mean Well, if you go back to the very I think it was the first episode where uh isn't it um Beverly who's driving in and you see or is it Allison? Do you remember when they have like the uh, the wall of invisibility cloak or whatever yeah, and, yeah, and yeah. they have to go through? It was Allison. Yep. Yeah. And they have like the bridge that you can't see and all this stuff. Like it's really hard to get in. Yeah. Allison takes Jack into Eureka. And it's actually like, that was to oh, the to GD, GD facility. That's right, yeah. That's right. Yeah. Which eventually I guess they just don't care. <laughs> I was surprised to see that uh, Eureka has its own weather station. 
Why or, not? Well, I mean, it's, it's, own, it's own TV all. station, right? With like weather it's and like sports. In, in and this futuristic age where everyone's walking around with these super futuristic uh, comm devices. Who, who who really needs the damn weather channel? Well, it's funny because my thinking was, how many yeah. people live in this town? Like 500? Do you know? Like, do you really I need your own I thought there TV were a station? lot. I always thought there were like five, ten thousand. 10,000. Oh, really? Yeah, I, I don't know. I mean... Maybe, maybe 5,000, I guess. I always assumed it was bigger. But usually, in order to have a TV station, most towns have like 30,000 people. Don't they? Usually? 20, know, Probably 30, more 000? than that. Yeah, yeah but yeah. this is an experimental futuristic <laughs> yeah, station. That's true. That's, that's true. That broadcasts <laughs> over super Wi-Fi. How many douchey people Blackjack are and end hookers. up being the like unwitting villains of Eureka episodes? Like, I didn't mean to hurt nothing. That happened a I lot. Actually, the guy in uh, in the the villain in this one was uh, played by a guy that's in Stargate Universe, Volk that plays Volker in in Universe. That's <laughs> ah, everybody's in everything. True, as long <laughs> as it was shot in Vancouver. Exactly. But yeah, it was just like, oh no, I I yeah, I, I'm just incompetent. I'm not evil. It's like that's. I didn't mean help. to like. <laughs> I know, like that. That is no longer an excuse, okay? Actually, if you do something evil, you're evil. You remember that's that's. I mean, that that was kind of the uh, uh, you know the point though that everybody gets a second chance. You know, I like that. Yeah, yeah that, well, that's yeah. generally the motto of a top secret uh, military <laughs> research. Is that you get <laughs> a lot of extra chance. chances. You know, when you screw up and kill people. Absolutely, it is interesting <laughs> how Eureka maintains so much heart, and I don't mean the uh, the show does, but how the town maintains so much heart, considering that it is operated and controlled all by government funding and government uh, motives, and you know I what d- I mean. I like always it, assumed that there was some separation just from cash. Like there must be. Like like one, was it you or one that mentioned from funded by the you know the patents? You know. Oh yeah, the, I was saying that that. I thought that that's how they pay for all the food at Cafe Diem. Hell yeah. You know, <laughs> as long as it's it's delivering the weapons and making money, what the hell, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Everybody's just like, It's like yeah, in Men in Black. It. They have the patents to like Velcro. And <laughs> Looks like I have to buy the wine. Dang. Yeah. <laughs> I love that quote. I've been like dropping that every six seconds. <laughs> it's awesome. Sorry, y'all. It was, it was an, an accident. accident. That's <laughs> another one that gets a lot of use. But yeah, so so Abby shows up and Abby wanders in and and the first thing she does is start this like passive aggressive assault. Oh my god, he's like, "What are you doing here?" Oh, that's a nice way to greet your ex-wife. I'm like, "What did you expect? <laughs> Actually, you How did you thinking? expect him to greet you when you pop be, up randomly at his workplace?" I don't mean to be awful, but his ex-wife is that how you greet your ex-wife? And I was just thinking of that, you know, that yep. English teacher joke, you know? No, what's that? You know, the one, the English, the guy walks up to the bar and and and, and uh, he, he looks at this woman and he says, where are you from? And she's like, I'm an English teacher. And you don't end a sentence with a preposition. You, oh, you yeah, know? you're right, right, right. Yeah. Go ahead, do it. Well, it's not, I the mean, punchline it's is probably great. not appropriate for. You can bleep it. This one. I don't want to bleep it. That's work. <laughs> anyway, you know. Yeah. Fudge that. Yeah, exactly. Beep. <laughs> My understanding is that the punchline is he says, oh, sorry, where are you from? Biatch, right? <laughs> oh, nice. There you go. <laughs> Self-beeped. Exactly. You know, he adds that. He adds on. And and I that's what I was thinking is like when, uh, you know, when uh, when she shows up, she's like, is that how you talk to your ex-wife? I was thinking, no, that's not how most people talk to their ex-wife. That's <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> most people would be like, what the hell? <laughs> But yeah, and then and then she not cool, Abby. 
poor Carter, man, he's like trying. And she like razzes him about work and then razzes and then shuffles everything into the past and makes everything about something else. Poor Zoe. Oh, Uh, yeah. yeah. Caught in the middle of that crap. Both uh, Jack and Abby are trying to make decisions about her life without her input. And she is 16. That is old enough to be able to be part of that conversation for sure. Oh, yeah. But, you know, I was thinking when I got the maddest at the whole Abby manipulative thing was when um, she thought that Zoe ran away. And Jack was like, no, she's she didn't run away. She's 16. You know, she left the house and she'll be back. She and, does that. And uh, <laughs> she's like, oh, teenager. so, teenager. so teenagers you're saying, do that. Yeah. And, and Abby's like, oh, so I'm the only parent. You're saying I'm the only parent that she runs away from. And he's like. No, I'm not saying that, but, you know, and he didn't even get angry at that manipulation, at that passive aggressive, you know, he's just like, I'm not saying that, I'm saying that things have changed, which is very- stop jumping down my throat. I know, and he was very mature about that, but, you know, in that moment, I couldn't help but think, God, she's horrible, why is she being like this? And it occurred to me that it doesn't justify her behavior, she's still being awful and she needs to keep it in check, but- I think she's very hurt. She's still really hurt because she feels like for years that her husband neglected her and their daughter and was always away at work. And she didn't understand that. Even if he had a good reason, she didn't understand it. And then now he's kind of developing this bond with their daughter and she's been lonely for like the last year and he hasn't communicated with her. So not only has she been really lonely and hurt, but she thinks that Zoe's going to come back and has for the whole year so that said you know she still needs to keep it in check but you can kind of see why she'd be a little bit you know cranky i don't agree with it no but i understand yeah you can you can see why she'd be a little upset i mean i don't think she handles herself well but i have to admit what i thought the whole time was i totally get why they're divorced yeah oh yeah yeah. You can see and that. Good call, Carter. Also, my favorite other one of my other favorites was when he was talking to Allison and and he was like, "You have nothing to worry about." And I'm like, "No, you don't." Yeah, when mm. he when he tells Allison, you know, you're jealous, you Allison don't have anything to worry about. Nothing to worry about here. Nothing. But I think you're right, Chug, because what bothered me about uh Carter's ex-wife is that even when things are good at the end, when they kind of are, they're at the day, you know, Zoe's party dancing and stuff. And, uh, he says, well, you know, she says, well, what do you want to do? And he says, I don't know right now. And, and then she just says, Which all right, well, Zoe will come back with me. And then when you decide, let us know. And I was like, just holy assumes. crap. Yeah. She just assumes that her way will be the default, that she will move Zoe back across the country because that's what she should wants. be done. Right. And I think that, the the when you said you can see why they're divorced mm-hmm. i think that that's another example of how she clearly even when things are good and she doesn't doesn't have the good reasons for being hurt you know things are okay she enjoys messing with him in a way that is hurtful yeah i agree yeah that's not cool and he does not stoop to that yeah. he gets very angry at her and he loses his temper you know and maybe is too like too easy to lose it or something, but he doesn't play games like she does. And I think that that's the main difference that I notice between them is that she plays petty little games. Agreed. Agreed. Mm-hmm. And Zoe has a better role model now. Yes. She oh, does. Her yeah. mom may not know it, but 
Wasn't it cool when, uh, I'm, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, no. Go ahead. When uh, Zoe and Pilar were uh, walking out of school and yeah. they were talking about their class, Zoe's like, which is the one next to Mercury again? And Pilar's like, gold, you know? And I'm like, that's awesome. And you can tell, like, Zoe already is making, like, friends who are, like, genuine and, and good people. And they're studying and she's learning stuff. You know what I mean? She's already turning from that kind of rebellious, like, I don't care, just sort of bratty into this young lady who's like, okay, you know, I, I'm going to do well in school and I'm going to have friends and I'm going to do my thing. And, and it's only been a year. It's awesome. Yeah. Regardless of, uh, what, what the parents want, uh, she is definitely in the right environment at this point. Yeah. Hey, let's pour out a Eureka and send her to like, I don't know, an LA public school. <laughs> yeah. That's just what she needs is to That'll be shoved back in the old environment. It's yeah. funny when... Uh, yeah, and with her passive-aggressive mother. Yeah. That'll be great. It's funny when uh, Pilar, like, winks at, at Jack, you know, like, because they're doing <laughs> the birthday Allison party play. Like, Allison's like, oh, I'll see you on Dateline later. <laughs> <laughs> Cold-blooded and funny. <laughs> but yeah, this is, I mean... This is a classic Eureka episode with a whole bunch of development. I mean, we get we move forward the kind of over overarching story of Beverly and what involvement she had in Kim's death. And uh, we see kind of a, a, a chess game between her and and uh, and GD and and Henry. Henry. Yeah. I like when Allison confronts Beverly about Henry. She's just like, mm-hmm. fine, I'll do it myself. She's like, like, cut yeah. the crap. Get him approved. Yeah. And of course, we suspect that Henry, you know, is, is you know, reentering work at GD to maybe do what he did again or something like it. And and so we have all that going on. And then we get a big, you know, exposure of to, uh, you know, to Carter's past and Zoe's past and Zoe's potential future. And... uh Joe, we get some Joe moment here. This was sort of the beginning. I, I you, you know, you, you say that you feel like uh, Stark is a dick sometimes. I think that Joe is a dick early on. You know, Joe is yeah. very much like, I, I oh, think, give me what I ep- want. Go ahead. Well, in, the, in this episode, I think she's, she's probably pretty frustrated at the position where she is right now. I think that she believes she can do more. And she wants the recognition for it but she hasn't proven it to anybody yet yeah i mean i it's not that i can't respect the frustration i do actually oh no yeah but i think she's yeah she she's got a pretty big chip on her shoulder from the beginning of the series and she's starting to even out a little bit but you know what i mean like she's still frustrated but she's being more reasonable about and and legitimate about how she's bringing it to him but it was interesting the way yeah. they, they portrayed it as like, here's Jack Carter and here are all these women who are mad at him. All you know? of them. <laughs> it, it was kind of funny. Like the whole place is full. I hadn't thought about that. But like it's Allison like, was kind of mad because he was hanging out with his ex-wife. His Abby, ex-wife, of course. Yeah. Zoe's mad because he's fighting. <laughs> Joe. you know. Joe's mad because he won't call DC. And Henry behalf. calls it. He's like, anybody who says they understand women is. <laughs> <laughs> Henry just nails it per usual. Yeah, that interaction was really funny. It that was. scene with Henry and Jack. I really enjoyed that. Um 
but yeah, uh, it, it, I thought that the whole thing with Joe, like, um, it, it does make a, an important point about Jack, which is, it's true. It is a flaw of his that he sometimes overlooks things. Like if it doesn't make him quite comfortable or if he doesn't know how to handle it, he tends to procrastinate. As does everyone. Yeah. Name me a person who doesn't do that. A real person. Okay, I'm not saying that. other people don't do it. I'm just saying that it's true. What they say of him is true, you know, and that, and he fixes yeah. it. I think later on, but I, I still keep watching these episodes and hoping that they go uh, and and flesh out Fargo's character more. I know. <laughs> oh, it'll. Happen. It's like watching him being just the the douche nozzle at the uh, <laughs> at, at the the nozzle. at the spa. It's like. Oh, come on. We know this character, you know. You know we know he's got it in him. Yeah, he's got it in him. Let him do it. Let him stop being the, just the, the, the idiot genius kid and let him, let him do something. Oh, I'm, I'm, they I'm will. Like, they will. Oh, they will. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> like, get on with it already. <laughs> yeah, I. It must only be so long after, you know, working with Neil Grayston before you realize that he's got a lot to offer and can bring more to this, you know, to this person than just mm-hmm. nerd sidekick. And they do. It, you know, it's funny to think back on, um, like, uh, I guess it's season four where we have some major, major shifts in how people, their roles that they play in Eureka. And how even in season four when that happens, it's a little bit shocking at first. To see yeah. where Fargo's storyline goes. So we get kind of used to that over time. And then to go all the way back to season two <laughs> and see him, it's like, whoa, I forgot that he was just this kind of tool. Well, we've definitely set up a cool new season. I mean, season two is already cranking. And we're this is just the second episode. And, and we've already got development on many fronts. You know what? Here, again, I. you know what's funny? Here we are. We've talked about everything, a whole bunch about this episode, and we still haven't talked about the A story. That's what I'm talking about. We, we mentioned this last time. Like That's actually really funny, yeah. I mean, we just did it again. It's oh, the like, weather thing? Yeah, the weather thing. You know, it's actually the episode is actually titled Unpredictable, and it's actually about this weather thing, which we didn't even mention so far because <laughs> that's how damn deep the show is. Can you people just not, why, why can't you people just call it an ice funnel of death? <laughs> That's awesome. I love that when Henry's translating, he's like, never before have we seen such an unusual confluence of activity. And he's like, a perfect storm. (laughs) Jack's like, okay. (laughs) (laughs) It's great. Henry's like, yeah, whatever. It's like simple stuff. Yeah, I I, I like that the... um I, I I still really like that the A story really doesn't have anything to do with what, what's good about the show. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's, it's not I mean, bad. It's, it's, it's a decent not... enough show, but, you know, it's like, like I think I, I said it last week. It's like House is that you you just know, okay, it's not lupus, but, you know, what, what yeah. happened? It's more interesting to watch House, like, dick with people and screw up his own life than it is to, you know, it's, it's kind of interesting to watch him solve the case, but it's secondary to everything I else. I love the solving the case, though. It's the, it's the setting under which the stories yes. r- the real stories take place. Yeah, the, the the primary story isn't is really just the backdrop to the to the character development. At I think that comparing any from it. Comparing yeah. any show to House is a compliment. Yeah, really. Indeed. There's that that song by John Lennon uh with the lyric life is what happens to you while you're busy making other plans. 
I think that, you know, that's so true. Like the way that these shows focus on character, I think that's why one of the reasons it resonates is because it's like life, you know, maybe the A story of your life is going to work and getting stuff done at work, but that's not what you think about when you think about, you know, at least not, you know, that's true. And I really like my job, you know, but when I think about who I am, you know, I don't just think, what did I do at work today? I think about all my interactions with people and friends and, and all that, you know? All right. Well, maybe, maybe that's why the show strikes home because it, it, it does kind of follow that same thing. It's like, you know, people that define, define their life by relationships and interactions with people. You can really latch onto something like this. Um, whereas, as you know, uh, people that think more along the lines of technicality and, and, and that kind of thing, Tend to tend to rip into this show, going, oh well, it's not really realistic at all. It's that, that's not the point right, of this yeah, show. Exactly. I know the I go to TV because I want realism. Yeah. I go to the Sci-Fi Channel because I want, especially the Sci-Fi. Yeah. yeah, come on. Yeah, yeah. I really, I'm always appreciative of these character-driven stories and everything. And the science in Eureka, like we've said before, sometimes it's just fun. Sometimes it doesn't make any sense. It's Actually, okay. The funny one for me is always anything playing with gravity, like anything that disables gravity is like a God machine. Like, I mean, and I'm not just saying that because, oh, ha ha. It's like, I mean, like literally, if you can do that, the physics required to, to disable gravity allow you to remake the universe. Yeah. Like literally (laughs) you can do almost anything with that. Fargo, why are you not standing on the bottom of your bubble? (laughs) Why are you floating there? So so it's kind of funny. They they always throw that one out every sci-fi. It's a sci-fi kind of guilty sin, you know. They'll throw out that that oh yeah, and the anti-grav and bang, it's like, you know, if you have anti-grav, you pretty much have the universe in your pocket. You know what else is funny, Chuck? You had mentioned when we were watching it the funny scene at the end where uh, Carter's stuck in the like hurricane and he's trying to push the button and oh, he's like yeah. you know flailing against the wind and his his knees are like buckled and everything and Allison's like how hard is it to push a button he's like get out of here yourself and do it but, and Chuck brought up the fact that this is maybe one of the early precedents of a long string of Carter getting into some really oh, sticky yeah. like physical situation some bad thing happening and Carter having to do some crappy physical thing to you make it work remember he has to take that test at GD like he and Joe yes. both have to take it and there are all yeah. these examples where he ends up in these like physical humor scenarios where he's like flopping all over being controlled by someone else or uh, Colin Ferguson is great at the physical humor too yeah, that's. He awesome. must have a good sense of humor to to, to do all that. Yeah, to go along with right. that, just be goofy. Also, I mean, I I like to think, even though they don't show it, that that we get to see our first uh, our first uh, Carter Jeep destruction. Yeah, that's true. I mean, they didn't really see. We didn't see the aftermath, but when that uh, when Abby shows up, and then like the hurricane blows away her Mercedes and the Jeep. Like they run out of the house. I felt so bad about that. No, I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> While she's out stirring up crap, picking up, picking up Zoe and, and, and playing games and everything. Oh, her car got destroyed. She was, even giving, she was even giving him crap. Your house talks to you. I know. Shut up. That like, should be cool. You. That should be cool. And if you were a, a curious person Does who looked at the house? world with like wonder and interest, you'd say, wow, 
wow, that's what is that like? That's amazing. Instead of, you know, he's like, this doesn't benefit me. Therefore, I don't care. <laughs> therefore, Pretty it sucks much. balls. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I need to screw it up or yep. make them feel guilty. I shall now complain about it relentlessly. Passively. As I do with everything. Yeah. <laughs> she is awful. He's just an awful person. It is kind of funny, though, the way, you know, unpredictable the title of the episode. And it's, you know, I mean, <laughs> every right. time Abby shows up, like the storm gets worse. You know, it is kind of funny. He has big accident there. Hmm. Man. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, we're we're on our way into season two. Getting a big kick out of this. I hope everybody's enjoying following along with the rewatch. Oh, man, I am really enjoying it. And I know that there are some uh, people who listen to GWC who've mentioned that they're going through some of them for the first time watching Eureka and some of them kind of doing a rewatch like we are after a long time. So, yeah, it's never too late to get on board, too. I mean, you can always just jump in at any point. And these episodes are fun and, you know, it's they're pretty easy to catch up on. Yeah, and I, I think the the show has a pretty broad appeal that uh, that a lot of a lot of people will get a lot out of this. Uh. And uh, remember, tell your friends. Yeah, <laughs> if you'd like to uh, call in and talk with us about it, two one four two nine six nine two two nine. Do it. Yeah, and do it. you can leave a message for inclusion of in future podcasts. We would love to do that. Actually, do it. And hey, uh, would uh, just to let you know, if you are considering attending the GWC International Meetup in 2012, which is Sweet. March 16th through 18th of uh, this year. Yeah, St. Patrick's Day weekend again. Yeah. If you are considering that, we are going to do a live Save Eureka on Friday. The time will be announced, uh, I think, next week. But uh, I'll have it, to count forward and figure out what episode that's going to be. Oh yeah, it's cool. Well, you never know what can happen, but but yeah, I hope I hope some of you will uh, will be there and get to to sit in with us and actually comment because it's it'll be a live audience podcast, so uh, there will be a room mic and you can actually be in the podcast. And uh, I think we're going to stream it live as well. So on the off chance that you want to listen to a live one during the middle of the day on Friday. Go for it. <laughs> hey, stream a, all the things. It's a good thing to do at work, I'm saying. Stream on. Stream on. Nice. Stream nice. on. <laughs> Hell yeah. Well, you guys got anything to say wrapping up? No, no. Just uh, really, really enjoying it. And I feel like the show is just getting more um, rich and kind of layered as we go. So I'm having a lot of fun. I said you guys. <laughs> oh, same <laughs> we were like why do you bother me i you know what i'm gonna say just just do it i have nothing <laughs> uh, it's good. Can i you... don't have you <laughs> this is podcast 20 this is crazy we, we we've we've done 23 of these burning through it i'm telling you wow that's that's like half a year when does the show come back are we gonna get caught up before <laughs> I don't think so. I mean, there's quite a bit, so I, I don't think we will. I think we have a good 60 or 70, uh, 50, 60 episodes, right? Excellent. Quite a few. So, yeah, some more coming. And uh, so we will actually be skipping, I think, around forward back into the new ones and then back to the old ones again. I don't yep. know. We'll see. Who knows? It'll be, it'll we'll, be fun. We might go crazy and do three in a week at some point. Who knows? Ah. <laughs> uh-huh. There's no telling what we'll do. 
Anyway, thank you for listening, everybody. Hope to hear you, uh, hear from you, and maybe see you at the meetup. And uh, we'll be back next week. From everyone here at Save Eureka and GWC, thanks for listening. If you'd like to watch Eureka or other fun shows with some of the friendliest people in geekdom, visit us at galacticwatercooler.com. We'd love to hear from you as well. If you have something to add to the show, give us a call at 214-296-9229. That's 214-296-9229. And follow the instructions there to leave us a message for inclusion in a future podcast. Financial support from listeners like you keep all GWC podcasts on the net each week. To find out how to donate, visit galacticwatercooler.com slash donate.